0: this podcast is part of the deluxe edition network to find other great shows on the network head over to deluxe network.com that's deluxe edition network.com
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to World's True Crime. My name is Brad and with me as always is my beautiful fiancée, Denise.
0: Hello everyone. I I keep getting a smile every time you say that.
1: Oh, So before we get into our episode today, we just have a little bit of stuff to talk about. A big
0: announcement.
1: Yeah, we do have a big announcement. We actually joined the Deluxe Edition Network.
0: It didn't feel real until I went on their website and seen our picture and her name. And then it was just like, oh my God, this is so freaking awesome
1: yeah so now we are actually part of a
0: network now yeah so we're gonna kind of like take care of each other promote each other
1: yeah exactly it's like a little family yep and to start off that we want to talk about the 10 cent beer night podcast
0: night with a k
1: with a, yep with a K.
0: Hmm. imagine 10 cent beer
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome oh
0: my gosh i'd be drunk every well not every day that's an alcoholic. <laughs> but I would be like stocking up on 10 Cent beer for weekends and parties. 100%. Yeah. Come to our place, 10 Cent Beers.
1: Yeah. This is a pulp culture podcast and it's hosted by Ray. So we're actually just going to play the promo for you so you guys can hear it for yourselves.
0: Well, yeah. Cause we're starting to get to know all these people.
1: Yeah. And, and this podcast, gonna... we're starting to listen to them now. But yeah. We're still a little bit behind. So we're just going to play his podcast.
0: And uh yeah, they're all probably going to get a big jump of downloads because we're going to go and download everyone.
1: Oh, yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Do you like drinking beer in the
0: garage with your friends on a Friday night and just talking about movies, music, pop culture in general? Well, then, my friends, I have a great podcast for you to check out. It's called the Tencent Bear Night Podcast. My name is Ray. I am the host. And I set out to prove things beyond a shadow of a doubt every time I do one of these things. So let's hang out. He sounds like a cool guy to hang out with, actually. Oh, 100%. I could just imagine being in the garage, just drinking beer and talking about pop culture.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be Ray. And we're going to leave all of his information in our podcast notes.
0: Mm-hmm. And we are all part of the Deluxe Edition Network.
1: Yeah. We're going to leave all the information there if you guys yep. want to check it out at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And also our second piece of business we have to discuss is that we're going to be taking Christmas week off. So we're not going to have any new episodes from the 26th to the 29th. Well-deserved break. Oh, very well-deserved break. We're mm-hmm. going to do a little bit, catch up some research. Some TikToks. TikToks. And yeah, figure out some new cases, I think. And for the new year, wrapping some presents and just enjoying some time off. Yeah, some time with our family. We're having some, dinner here and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, be nice to take a week off just to chill for a bit. You're helping with Christmas dinner, though. Yep. So, sorry, there's been no new episodes, and uh, we're just going to have a break.
0: You can always listen to our old ones again.
1: You can. Mm-hmm. And also, too, we're just going to talk about our Patreon. We're going to be starting our new cults genre at the beginning of the new year. Yes, thanks to Jamie Mustard, who gave that suggestion. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be changing to cults. So, I think we're going to start it off with, uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> Good. No, <laughs> so it's a Canadian cult we're starting off with on Patreon. Is it? Yes, but we're also going to do a cult on our regular episodes just so you guys could get an idea of what we're doing we don't know what that one is yet though <laughs> we know our patreon <laughs> ones so everybody have a happy new year's and not obsessed too much over true crime at this time of year
0: no eat lots of junk food enjoy your time with your family yeah so merry christmas to y'all to y'all to y'all i just all of a sudden became american
1: yep oh and we're doing this case here is going to be a christmas case it is An older one, though.
0: This was interesting. To me, this one reminds me a lot of the Ronald Gene Simmons.
1: It does, but this is many years earlier. Mm -hmm. So this one is the murder of the Lawson family, and it refers to a side which took place in Germantown, North Carolina, USA, on December 25th, 1929. The same year, the nation plunged into the Great Depression. Charlie Lawson, a 43-year-old Stokes County farmer, Shot and bludgeoned his wife and six of his seven children in their home before taking his own life on that fateful Christmas afternoon,
0: yes, yeah, so Charles Lawson was born may tenth eighteen eighty six to Augustus and Nancy in Lawsonville, which is ten miles from Danbury. He married Fanny Manrang in nineteen eleven and the two of them ended up having eight children. The third child, William, was born in nineteen fourteen And he unfortunately died of pneumonia in 1920 at the age of six. That's sad. Oh, yeah. Charlie moved his family to the Germantown area in 1918 and began sharecropping tobacco. They saved enough money to buy a ramshackle 200-year-old farmhouse close to his brothers Marion and Elijah's farm on Brook Cove Road in Stokes County in 1927. And we are already going to movie time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime.
1: So what year are we actually going to go to?
0: We are going to go to 1977, only 50 years ahead. Okay. So this is Christmas. Yep. And this is so not a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. So this is a science fiction movie. Okay. So I'm just going to go into the synopsis. Okay. Science fiction adventure about a group of people who attempt to contact alien intelligence. Aliens? No. Roy Neary, who was played by Richard Dreyfuss, witnesses an unidentified flying object. Close encounters with a third kind? Yes. Oh my f- freaking God. How? How? Just how? <laughs> That's the only thing that came to my mind. How? I don't know. I might have dude, watched that. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I, I really thought you were not going to get this. Oh, really? You oh,
1: underestimated me.
0: I was hoping. I was so hoping that you were not going to get this. <laughs> You're going to try to stump me? Yes. And you didn't give people a chance. Yeah, they did. They had lots. Oh, I never even finished one. Oh, no, I finished one sentence and started the other one.
1: Plenty of time.
0: Oh, my God. I never even finished two sentences. Plenty of time. (laughs) You are such a movie buff. I am not. I love movies, but I never know names or dates. I can watch a movie and be like, next week, I won't remember what it was about. Yeah, well... That's that. I have that short term memory. That sucks, man. That just sucks. Well, you guys got to try a little harder. (sighs) You know what? The next one, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to look for a movie that you will not get. I'm going to go for a date you will not get.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to try stumping you really hard. Hmm. Okay. So in 1929, days prior to Christmas, 43-year-old Charlie took his 37-year-old wife, Fanny, and their seven children, Marie, Arthur, Carrie, Mabel, James, Raymond, and the youngest, Mary Lou, into town to buy new clothes and have them all sit for a family portrait. In this time period, people didn't spend money on luxuries like this, so it was very unusual. Because of this, people assumed that he had premeditated the murder. The picture is an eerie reality that life can be taken so fast and unknowingly. Also, if you look at the picture that I will post on social media, Marie has this look on her face like she's scared, sad, and just there because she was forced and it wasn't because of free will. Her face as rigid as stone. Two weeks before the mass killing, Charlie had been complaining about severe headaches and appeared depressed. In the early morning, Marie decided to make Christmas cake. She had baked two layers in separate pans and was icing them for dessert later that day. At 1 p.m., Charlie, 16-year-old Arthur, and Charlie's two beagles set out on a hunting expedition. They ran out of ammunition, so Charlie intentionally sent his son to Germanton to buy more. Charlie then went to the tobacco barn. Arthur wouldn't make it far before his father started killing his family. Charlie waited for his daughters to come into sight as he stood by the tobacco barn, knowing the two girls, 12-year-old Carrie and 7-year-old Mabel, were heading over to their uncle's place, which wasn't far away. When they were in view and in close range, their father, Charlie, shot his two daughters with a 12-gauge shotgun. That alone was enough to kill them. But he then walked up to their bloodied bodies, sprawled out on the ground, and bludgeoned them, guaranteeing that they were dead. Charlie then dragged their small bodies and placed them in the tobacco barn so that they would not be discovered. After killing two of his girls, Charlie walked to the house and seeing his wife Fanny, who was on the porch peeling potatoes, shot her. Seventeen year old Marie, who was still inside the house making her cake, heard the shot and saw her father with the gun. Screaming in horror, he reloaded the gun and shot her in front of the fireplace. Her two younger brothers, Four-year-old James and two-year-old Raymond were terrified and frantically searched for a place to hide. Charlie shot his daughter Marie and after finding his two young boys, shot them as well. Lastly, was poor little vulnerable four-month-old Mary Lou. Four months old. That's so young. Without any thought or care, he walked over to her bed and bludgeoned her to death. The cause of death was a fractured skull. Trudy Smith, who wrote about the family murder, said when he killed the ones inside the house, he also went and got each one's respective pillow and placed it under their head and laid them out respectively in death. But I don't think that is actually the case because most places I read was that he actually placed rocks and not pillows under their head and then crossed their arms over their chest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I really believe that is the real truth to it. Okay. His rocks. The only survivor that day was his elder son, 16-year-old Arthur. Afterwards, Charlie hid out in the woods, not knowing what to do. Meanwhile, the bodies of the family members were found by Claude Lawson, Charlie's nephew. He had come over for Christmas to visit, and what he saw was blood everywhere. Finding his tracks later, it was assumed... That he paced around the trees. The home was flooded with police and more neighbors who had heard gunshots being fired. Then they all heard one more coming from the woods. Charlie took his life and shot himself in the heart. By the time Arthur got to town, his entire family was dead. People at the general store had gotten word that something horrible had happened and someone in town offered to give Arthur a ride back home to his family farm a police officer who was with Arthur ran down to discover Charlie's body with his two beagles laying beside him, along with letters to his parents. In the letter, there was no reasoning to his action. It only said, blame nobody but I. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast, but you just weren't sure how to even start? That was us too. We love listening to podcasts and always thought, hey, what if we started one too? That's when we found Buzzsprout and haven't looked back since. With Buzzsprout, they made it so easy. To start, you don't need all the expensive gear. If you have a recording device and a quiet space, then you're on your way to creating a great podcast. But if you do want to get the best that's available, then let us assure you Buzzsprout can help with that. They provide so many tools and resources to help guide you along the way. So now that you've signed up with Buzzsprout and use the link that we provided in our show notes, after two months of your subscription, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. You have now joined hundreds of thousands of others and became a podcaster and you will be heard all over the world on all major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and many more. So what are you waiting for? Today is the day to come join us on the adventure of a lifetime and watch your number of downloads grow with the up-to-date location tool to see exactly where your audience is. This is where the magic begins. Come join us on Buzzsprout, where starting a podcast is made easy. The structure at 104 West Murphy Street is attached to one of the most gruesome mass murders in North Carolina's history. At one time, there were 41 tobacco plug warehouses in Madison, the most of anywhere in the world. But one day that changed and the upstairs hotel rooms were closed down and a funeral home was then opened. In 1929, the the upstairs of the Madison Dry Goods store housed TB Night Funeral Parlor, where the victims, including a newborn, were embalmed the Lawson family.
1: I just don't understand how people like fathers and stuff could kill their own like children, like as a family side. Mm-hmm. I never understood how they could do that. I do like, you, you enjoy a life with your family and you have young children and there's lots of them. And they you just want to kill them all. Like I don't get the motives for that.
0: I don't know. We're not murderers. You know, we put our families first. Yeah, this is weird to me how that people could do that. I don't know. When I have a child, everything I do is for them. I would die for my child. I know, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's as far as it Yeah. So they brought the bodies here, prepared them, took them down the street for viewing, and then sent them back to Stokes County for burial. No one will ever know the reason for Charlie's actions. And
1: that's the sad thing I was talking
0: about, mm-hmm.
1: is that nobody's going to know why.
0: There are conspiracies we'll get into. I don't know. You will you might have your own views or what you think is your thoughts. I have mine. Okay. Okay. So some say he was driven mad by a head injury he sustained months earlier. In the evenings, Charlie, Fanny, Arthur, and Marie would work together renovating the farmhouse. While removing rotten timbers... Charlie accidentally hit himself in the forehead with an axe. After the accident, neighbors and family members noticed a change in his personality. This may have changed his mental state and made him go crazy and murder his family. Even demonic possession was even thrown in the mix. However, an autopsy and analyst of his brain at John Hopkins Hospital found no abnormalities. There is also another theory that Charlie had an ancestral relationship with his daughter, Marie. How old was Marie again? Uh, I think she was 16. No, 17. 17. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm.
1: That reminds me of Ronald G. Simmons again.
0: Exactly. This story is almost like running parallel. Cut and paste. Mm -hmm. When she became pregnant, he was so embarrassed and shameful that he murdered his family. This theory is a recent one.
1: That's like what we're saying about Ronald G. Simmons. Same thing. Pregnant, and yeah, that's... Yep, exactly the same. They had the baby. She had the baby. She did,
0: and he killed the baby. Yep. It wasn't until the book White Christmas, Bloody Christmas, that came out in 1990, that people started to think it was possible that he had been having sexual intercourse with his daughter. The author got a phone call from Stella Lawson, who is a relative of the family. Stella said that she had overheard Fanny's sister-in-law and aunts, including Stella's mother, Jetty, talking at the funeral home about how Fanny had confided in them that she had concerns about a long ancestral relationship between Charlie and Marie. A close friend of Marie Lawson's, Ella May, came forward and disclosed that a few weeks before Christmas 1929, Marie confided in her friend that she was pregnant by her own father, and that both he and Fanny knew about this. The family neighbor, Sam Hill, said he was aware of an unusual relationship in the family and also revealed that Charlie forced himself upon Marie, and she was told there would be some killing done should she tell anyone what had happened. Another theory people have speculated that Charlie could not commit these heinous acts that occurred to his family, that he and the entire thing had been staged to frame Charlie. I just don't believe that theory. Neither do I. I think that's just bullshit. Yeah, there's just no reason,
1: like, who would want to do that.
0: Right. So the last theory is that Charlie is just plain evil. Nothing more and nothing less. Just evil. So do you want to go into what we think at the very end? Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Charlie and his family were buried in a mass grave in nearby Walnut Cove with a massive headstone with all the family's members' names on it, even Charlie. That probably shouldn't be right. No, I would not want your name beside me or in the same grave if you murdered us. Yeah, 100%. Frick, like that irritated me when I seen that. So there were an estimated 1,500 people there for the funeral. Little Mary Lou was buried in her mother's arm in the casket. With this mass murder comes paranormal activities. Because of the strict Baptist beliefs of this time, the mass grave in which the bodies were buried are actually located just outside the hallowed ground of the church. It is for this reason that many believe the spirits of the Lawson family can't find peace in death. Among other strange happenings at the gravesite, even in the fall when the leaves fall down, no leaves ever lay over the gravesite. It's creepy to say, but for a time, the home of the Lawsons was turned into a macabre tourist attraction by Charlie's brother, Marion. While many people go to this place, many feel dread and a suffocating sadness when they're near it. A cake that Mary had baked on Christmas Day was on display for the tour. Because visitors kept picking at the raisins on the cake, it was later taken by family members and buried. Today, the home is no longer a tourist attraction, but a run-down home, and people still try to get a closer look at the home of Charlie Lawson and the gruesome stories the home holds. People have seen what we would call ghosts there. Two small children playing in and around the home as if nothing had changed. The children playing, the Lawson children, long dead. Some of the home is gone as the floorboards were pulled up and used to help build a bridge across the creek that ran across the property. To continue on this paranormal journey, People say that when you try to cross the creek, eerie events happen. A creepy fog will engulf your vehicle and your engine will shut down.
1: Almost like the movie The
0: Mist. Yes. That's Ooh. what that sounds like to me, yes. The Mist. Oh, that was a good one. I didn't like the second one. There's another one. There's? Yeah. I watched the first one. I think it's a newer version, but yeah. Adding more creepiness, condensation will cover the windows and small handprints will appear all over. When you are able to get your vehicle started again, an early 1930s model car will chase you, driving erratically and disappear just as quickly as it came.
1: Oh, that also reminds me of Jeepers Creepers.
0: Oh, oh where'd you get those peepers? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why it's a 1930s car because they all died in 1929. Yeah, I don't know. So I found that really odd. The sole survivor. At the age of 31, Arthur Lawson was killed in a 1945 vehicle accident, leaving a wife and four children. It's like death came after him anyways. Oh, another movie.
1: Final Destination. Yeah.
0: Aware of the building's history, in 1998, Richard and Kathy Miller still bought the property at Madison Dry Goods. They were not, however, prepared for the paranormal activity. These activities have caught the attention of many investigators who seek out the unexplained. Numerous visitors to the store, as well as employees, have reported seeing a little girl wearing a white dress in the building, as well as pictures and objects moving about. The upstairs where the autopsy took place feels as though that you are not alone. It's like somebody is always watching you. The events have been so bizarre that it inspired an experiment where investigators are brought there, not knowing of the location and determining what they found. The experiment is called the 28 Days Haunted. I watched it and it actually has three different places and stories. If you like paranormal, then you might like this. So what are your views? I have mine.
1: My views are very, very simple. He straight up murdered his family.
0: But what are your reasons? What do, Why do you think he straight up murdered his family?
1: Probably for the reasons that we've already talked about, about having sexual relations with his daughter. He was probably really embarrassed after it started people like, finding out about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with a brain injury, an accident, or conspiracy of he was set up. I think he just raped his child, got her impregnated, and wanted to get rid of it all.
1: Oh, 100%. I think that's exactly what he wanted to do.
0: Yep. So that's it for the case of the Lawson family murder. Yeah, it's a little shorter one, though, eh? It is. I thought it was going to be really long when I was researching, and I was actually really shocked. But, you know, this is 1929, so there's not a lot of details back then.
1: Yeah, and all the information that we have is already out there, right? Mm-hmm. There's no new information. No. So, yeah, So it's a good little Christmas case.
0: Yeah, people can always, you know, buy the book. Yeah. Who's the book by? It is by Trudy J. Smith and M. Bruce Jones, and that's White Christmas, Bloody Christmas.
1: Oh, yeah. You talked about that a little mm, earlier. I did.
0: Yep. Yeah. So people can always buy the book, read it, and maybe get more of a story.
1: Yeah, 100%. Okay. I think that's going to do it for the episode today. I think so. We are just going to say, just remember to follow us on all the social pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. TikTok now, which we're getting going, I guess. I'm going to do some. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> I'm be tired of it.
0: I know. But oh, you also have the week off work. So you're going to do a bunch of that. Yeah, we're going
1: to catch up on it. Yeah. And then we also want to say thanks for the Deluxe Edition Network mm-hmm. for letting us join them. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And we hope that we could do, you know, help out as much as we can.
0: Yeah. And again, Merry Christmas to you all.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. I
0: hope you all have a wonderful Christmas.
1: Yeah. Okay, guys, see you. We'll get one more episode coming out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk there and then we'll... uh,
0: See you in the new year.
1: See you in the new year. So, you want to kick it off or you want me to do it? Oh, you do it. Okay. The world's not always as it seems.
0: No, it's not. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.